BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, it's Hunter and Michaela, and this is the Model Citizen Podcast. We wanted to let the members of our community experience a different side of us that they see glimmers of, but never the full force. Exactly. We wanted a place where we could talk unfiltered about anything and everything, including our lives and experiences in the modeling industry, beauty, fashion, dating, sex, marriage, a dash of political commentary, and of course, pop culture, honey. We're going all the way in. Tune in every Thursday for a giggle, a laugh, and maybe even a tear or two. You've just found your new best friends, and we're so happy to have you. Hey, girl, hey. Welcome back to my weekly podcast, Taylor. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker, and joining me back by incredibly popular demand is my mama love, Babette Strecker. Hey, mama, hey. <laughs> hey, daughter, hey. Um, mom, everybody died for our podcast last time. No. Today. I swear. Every, I, I, get, I get like so many DMs all the time about how awesome my podcast is. I really do. But this was like an overwhelming amount. People were like, she gave the best parenting advice. Oh, that's so nice. I love your dynamic. You guys are so funny together. Have Babette on every single week. I'm telling you. <laughs> New career for a 65-year-old mama love. I mean, I'll pay you zero dollars a podcast <laughs> and you can be my co-host. Forget it. I feel like you would do that. I would do it. If you live closer, I would do it. Wait. So, okay. So first things first, our wedding, mine and Tay's wedding is literally like by the time this airs a day away. Okay. I know. So exciting. It's happening this weekend. So I thought I would have mom on to talk about the wedding, but... She was just telling me this crazy <laughs> story outside and I want to get to it. It is like, like literally the, the second she started telling it, I was like, stop what you're doing. <laughs> Don't tell me anymore. Did you do anything illegal? And she said, no, I did not. Of course I didn't. I, never do I just wanted illegal. to make sure I don't, don't want to get arrested. And then I was like, know me. I would have done something illegal. Well, I think in this case, not me. <laughs> you're such a <laughs> so anyway, we will, we're going to get to the, her story in just a little bit because this is like, forget the wedding. I'll, I'll, so next week I'm having my dad on. So dad and I will do a little like George Bonks, Annie Bonks type of situation. But just remember that the wedding is this weekend. So for next week's podcast, when dad's on, we're going to be talking about the wedding like it hasn't happened because, well, technically when we recorded it, it didn't happen. But then don't worry because my wife 
and I will do a <laughs> podcast together um, the week of the 23rd. So I think it's like the 26th or the 27th is that Thursday. So you guys are going to get um, to listen, of course, to um, our wedding. But I will just say this. I mean, shameless plug. We will be recapping. Like if you are dying to hear a wedding recap, the very first place it's going to be recapped is on the Taylor Strecker show. So just go to patreon.com, patreon.com slash the Taylor Strecker show. That's how Claudia says it. <laughs> patreon.com slash the taylor strucker show um if you just simply can't wait to hear a recap of uh the wedding we're definitely that that's the first place it's going because quite frankly those are my homies those are my my vips that's where we go give all the premium content but you know we make it over here eventually so um but yeah so that's going to be the general run of show so but mom before we get into your crazy story um I was so excited to tell you this. Such a tattletale. Um, it's unbelievable. I was so excited to tell you this um, story. But before we do, remember like years ago when you said you want to be my manager? <laughs> yes. So you I forgot So that. how about instead of be my manager? Because I don't want you to be my manager because like managers are like in control. And you wouldn't want your mom to be I don't in want control. my mom bossing me around again. No. I've I, just established myself as your adult child. Yeah. That's hard. By the way, that's to me that I think is really interesting. Maybe we should take a second to talk about really that. Really hard. You just wait till you have kids one day you just wait because their whole lives you you're are the boss. the boss you're the boss and you are in control of yes everything especially when they're little like up until age about you 13 you 14, dress them you do everything for them and then all of a sudden when they hit like bratty like well in your case it was 17 17 but i really well, came you out had a long time you did i mean i like you put bows in my hair for you know what i did i remember throwing <laughs> my bow headbands behind the washer oh no so like you wouldn't make me wear them but i didn't have of course the courage to be like i'm done wearing what these. you are forgetting is what i wasn't the only mother doing this they were really in they style. were they, they were, were in. like they were everybody really in. was wearing them then so don't look back at those pictures also wait think wait, it was just no me. but you you were the only mom. My mom had a thing. Please explain this, by the way. Oh, no. Mom, like, literally never wanted me to wear jeans, ever. And I, then our babysitter, Emily Henderson. Yeah. Who is still in she our life this day. She's were, like, Babette. Because yeah. our middle school was in the high school. Right. So seventh and eighth grade, we had elementary and then middle school was like rando. It was like fourth, fifth and sixth. And then seventh and eighth, you went to the junior high school that was attached to the freaking high school, which was nine through 12. Okay. So this is because I'm old. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> jeans were not allowed in a lot of places. They weren't oh, like, when, this is actually they fair. They were kind of a sign of disrespect. Like they were super casual clothes so i thought that you should dress up a little bit for school okay and not wear like you couldn't wear jeans in some restaurants and stuff no really i mean it was i guess like, that's fair actually plus i went to catholic school where i had to wear a uniform <laughs> so jeans were like really not something that you wore i didn't think to school also, jeans make your vagina hurt. <laughs> I, I personally... No, not my mom specifically. Thank Everyone's you. vagina. Thank you for clarifying My mother that. has an engorged vagina. Stop. Stop. You are torturous. You are... You save your worst behavior when I am on the radio with I, I you. I actually do. So you no, I don't save it. You just me. bring it out of me. You little rebel. Oh, oh so... 
That's why. <laughs> but honestly, you're so terrible. <laughs> you're doing it again. <laughs> I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome to my podcast. We're just sitting here and laugh. I'm so mad. And don't tell stories. <laughs> I know. Oh, All right. Okay. okay. Oh, stop. So, wait. So, wait. So, after. <laughs> After you didn't let me wear jeans, yeah. so she took she takes me shopping for jeans oh, at Limited God. Two, and also it's like Color really jeans. Yeah. yeah, she got she got me Light red blue. red jeans yeah, and yellow jeans. Why did they have to be navy blue? Why did you want to be a conformist? Ma, and then and then she got me. Now you're the anti-conformist, <laughs> and but then, you wanted to be the conformist then. No, Why? I don't Backwards know. Backwards life. And then literally. <laughs> and then I remember I was like, Mom, these aren't jeans. And she was like, Fine, you want blue jeans? You want blue jeans? And she got a pair of periwinkle jeans yeah. with a matching oh, gingham vest. Oh. I you dressed me like. Like such a lesbian. No wonder. <laughs> it's my fault. <laughs> it's all my fault. Uh, that outfit was. It was very cute. It was cute back <laughs> then, but now it looks ridiculous. I kind of look like an elevated. <gasps> I guess um, what Dorothy was. I found pictures of pictures of, of, of you in that little outfit that you always say were pajamas. I think they were. Pajamas. Thank you, Justice. Justice for Taylor Strecker. My mom. Oh my god. I had this pink. I will post this on Instagram. They were so cute. I had <laughs> this outfit that my mom dressed me in. It was light pink with white bunny rabbits all over it. I know you're already like Babette. I know. What was and it was I at thinking? the top was kind of like a little cardigan, like an old yeah, lady, like a little girl, old lady Chanel oh, cardigan from TJ Maxx, and it had like little gold like um I have buttons on it. And I you, think you're right. Yes, and I'm so sorry. I, I wore, it was a matching set. I look like I was from Boca Raton, <laughs> and I was living in a, a retirement community. <laughs> and I remember I was playing with a bunch of kids in like the neighborhood, and this one boy was like, "You're wearing." Pajamas, and I was like, "They're not pajamas. This is an outfit." My mom told me, and he's like, "Your mom's lying to you. You're wearing pajamas." Who said that? Some actual oh, shit. He was like a big kid on the street. He was like 13. He probably had a soft mustache. You know those creepy, creepy pubescent mustaches. If you had a soft mustache, I don't want to talk to you. Gross. So. <laughs> him and his soft mustache were judging him <laughs> he's wearing pajamas but he was right and I came home and I was like mom these are pajamas and she was like no they're, no, not. they're not she I really didn't think she they were she insisted no, it was I a matching re- set I really didn't think they but were. now looking back there was straight up yeah, PJs I think they were bananas and pajamas so sorry scoop that reference biznage oh, okay. <laughs> okay so anyway uh yeah so jeans oh yes adult children adult children okay so but you boss your kids around you make them wear pajamas and you put bows in their hair until they're 14 and you won't let them wear regular dungarees you make yeah. them wear periwinkle yeah. jeans soft jeans because I mean, of their and gorge vajayjay no stop <laughs> <laughs> that's not why I just wanted to recap it all. But then, yes, so you and I, I'm finally your adult child, and you've come a long way in that. Congratulations to you. Thank you. I've, you know, it's hard to set boundaries with your parents. To let go. It's hard. And it's hard on the kid, too. too, Right. I will say, like, I was just talking on the radio show, the Taylor Strecker show, about this with one of my co hosts who's having kind of like a hard, she's like in a tough spot with her family. And I said to her, um, they basically got into like an argument on a family trip 
and her parents made a promise to her and then they didn't fall through in the promise, um, which was that she got to pick the room first. Oh, I heard this. Yes. But yes, I, yes, I yes. Okay. Um, and that was wrong. Her parents were wrong. Yeah, they were wrong. They were. But they, and, and, and they didn't keep, um, they, they didn't keep their promise to her. So they said she got to pick the room first. They didn't let her I pick know, the room. I know, I know. And, but wait, but then afterwards, like she really held firm yeah. and they thought it was like disrespectful. Anyway, the point is though, when she was explaining the rest of the fight to me and I'm not going to share the rest of it, but I said to her, um, I said, Oh, I know what this is. This is, you are an adult and your parents are not, they're having a hard time with you asserting your independence essentially and being an adult. And so, you know, it reads as disrespectful to them and they believe it is. Well, because your kids are not disrespectful to you up until until a certain point. No, 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 no. There's disrespect. No, there's disrespect. And then there is saying, here's a boundary or or I'm an adult and this is what I want. And like, and that's, I I get it. I get it. To them doing what you want them, you're so used to them doing what you want them to do. Yes, exactly. Say that again. It reads as disrespect. It reads as disrespect because before that, they always did what you asked them to do. Yeah, you say jump, they say how high. Exactly. Right, and then it's like, wait a second. Right. And I feel like there is probably a time where this is my. I'm not a parent, but I feel like we're little. I we can't wait. We until listen to you. a parent. <laughs> I'll probably have an angel, and you'll be so mad. Uh, because Teddy doesn't deserve to have a, a hellion. No, she does not. So, but then I think teenagers come along and they're just rebellious by nature. But I do feel like you probably get your kids back as adults, but and then they feel bad for what shits they were when they were younger. And so then they are like good adult children. Right. But, but then they probably fall back into that um, obedient phase because it's like they don't live with you anymore. So when they're under your roof, they might rever- revert back to their like younger personality. Don't right. you think so? Yes. And then I, there comes a time where your adult children have to start a certain, asserting themselves as actual adults. Like they're, I mean, you guys are, will always be my parents, but I do feel like there's so you, more of a peership now right. than ever before. Definitely. Oh, definitely. Right. And you get to really enjoy your kids when you get to stop well, bossing them around. But see, this is the thing is, as a parent <laughs> yeah. who's made, like, do you know how many parents I have that listen to the podcast, the show, and they'll say like, oh my God, your dynamic with your mom reminds me of me with my daughter or my daughter's in her 20s. And, you know, this is so helpful to hear all yeah. of this. But I do, I think that once you, as a, a parent to adult children, let that control go, you are letting yourself off the hook. Absolutely. It's nice. It's freeing. However, okay, you hate it when I say this. You're going to hate this. What? They're always your children and you worry about them. I, hate I know you hate you it so this. much. I know you hate it. But Do you understand why I hate it? Yes. Right. Because when someone I, says they're worried about me, then it means you think like there's something wrong with you. Exactly. But that's not it. That's not. You worry about them all the time. It doesn't matter. How if, exhausting. It is exhausting. Ugh. That's why when they get older and they're settled, it's freeing because you can kind of stop. But there's always this little piece of you. That worries. That worries. And... You, de- you definitely get to let a lot of that go when they get older and they get settled, but right. it's always there. It's okay, always there. Okay, let me ask you a question then. So with me, when when did you, if maybe you haven't, I think you have though, when did you start to let go of worrying so much about me and what was the thing that made you oh worry God. less about me? 
think it was little steps here and there. It wasn't like any huge moment. But I think when I first got a divorce, you guys were like probably worried that I was going to need you to financially support me and I'm being dead ass with that. Well, not me, but of course your father. Of course, dad. Chipper chicken over there. (laughs) Your dad. That's all he cares about. He's like, I'm not paying for anything anymore. I don't want to financially support her. They can Um, start supporting me. I've supported them all these years. (laughs) I know. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Well, actually, I understand it. I feel the same way he doesn't even have children yet. It's ridiculous. I'm already angry with my kids for taking away my girlfriend and all my money. But continue. I I get so mad at him. He's such a cheapskate. (laughs) Okay, but I feel like he's still so much better off than all of the rest of you. Right. So he shouldn't be so stingy. But anyway, yeah. that's beside the point. Let's not (laughs) turn this into a dad bashing session. Let's not. Um, I you just can't help it. I don't. I can't explain it. But I have a question. Your kids. You're gonna always worry that. Something horrible is going to happen. Okay. I don't know why. I think it's because your your job is to protect them their whole lives. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Conair. Want big, beautiful, effortless waves just in time for back to school? Mm-hmm. Me too. I mean, I'm not going back to school, but like fall's always a great opportunity to fresh start and be like, I'm going to get my glam on this year. And this year, thanks to Conair, I'm actually going to be able to do it. I am historically not great at doing my own hair. I find it very, very difficult. I'm kind of a spaz when it comes to doing my own hair. But with the Conair Double Ceramic Waver, it's designed for someone like me. If I can do it, you can do it. It doesn't have just one, but three barrels for deep, continuous waves. Plus, the Double Ceramic technology provides even and consistent heat, fast styling, and long-lasting waves with instant heat up and 30 heat settings for every hair type. And it has turbo heat boost for those difficult to style spots. It's really easy to get those waves that you super crave. I've never been really able to do it before until I got this. And now I am a whiz at it. The wide range of heat options lets you customize styling for flawless results. So you can be back to school beautiful with full flowing waves. Now really quick and easy to create at home. Trust me, you'll always be selfie ready on campus and off, and you can skip the salon and save time. You've got big, beautiful waves at home, no salon appointment needed, what's not to love? So get your waiver delivered to your door, literally just in time for back to school. Ordering this back to school essential for beautiful bombshell waves is easy. To order, all you have to do is just go to conair.com and search waiver. Again, just go to conair, C-O-N, AIR.com and search waiver. That's W A V E R. You're going to love it. If I can do it, you can do it. And now back to the podcast. You used to pull up a chair to this table, actually, the one in the basement. Yeah. You would literally pull up a chair at like 13, 14 months old, climb on top of the table, and you would literally run off the end. <laughs> if we weren't there to catch you, you would walk off the end of the table and kill yourself thank you for saving my life yeah you see so many times welcome but wait but when we but but when we become adults you have to transition into the adult there's other ways that you can hurt yourself with drugs okay with alcohol perfect segue to my story speaking of drugs you're psycho about drugs (laughs) i know tell everybody that this is a you it is issue okay so i'm telling everyone this is a me issue you would think i literally was growing heroin in the basement it wasn't you it was my brother (laughs) oh but 
Don't say that. Bo did not grow heroin no, in the basement either. No, tell them what Bo did because he Bo was a druggie. He was like no, he was a pothead. He was a pothead. He was always like in a dark room playing, playing the stairway to heaven. Chords on his. He never because he smoked so much pot. <laughs> he never learned any more than the four chords that he repeated over and over and over again. Mom, stairway to heaven. By the way, just in case everybody know, mom hates marijuana on his electric guitar. No, actually, and I'm not a mom. it wasn't stairway. It was smoke on the water. <laughs> this, this is it. You probably don't even know I don't this even song. Know okay, it. dun dun dun. Oh, dun 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 dun. I know that song. Dun 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 dun. That was it. That's all he ever that, learned. To be, on an electric guitar. To be fair, that's the song. <laughs> no, no, there is way more to it. So anyway, he and his like surfer dude friends, they're like, yeah, mom hates. These are the things that Babette hates. You hate drugs, okay? Let's just leave I it do. At that. I hate them. Mom hates pot. And just so you know, I mean, I really, I mean, I, I certainly experimented in high school and well, more college, but I don't like pot, so you don't have to worry about me. Good. I really don't. I don't want to know about that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see you as a loser pothead. So mom, I don't want to know. Pot has be, been. La, 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 don't tell mom, me about pot it. Pot has been rebranded and pot has a new PR team. I'm just saying. It's because now the government's making money off it and they want more tax money. Mom, Sorry. What did you tell me two years ago? She said, invest in marijuana. I did, actually. <laughs> so I know. Capitalism. I might even too, but anyway. But don't smoke um, it. Invest in it. Make no, money off it. I just, you know, I was around kids that were doing it. They, they were boring. Mom, mom, it's fine. I don't want you to insult okay. 50% of my audience, oh, please. Oh, sorry. Okay? Oh, sorry, people, you potheads. <laughs> <laughs> there are people, listen, your body, your choice, okay? Absolutely. You do you. Absolutely. I'm not smoking pot. There are some people that think alcohol is worse. Yes. However, caveat, it used to be illegal and alcohol wasn't. Now it's not illegal uh, Mom, anymore. It's called the prohibition. And it was the 1920. Let me just tell you how difficult it is now to get anything done when you own a business. I knew she was going to say this. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's whenever, just going to get whenever, harder. Whenever anything doesn't get done and, and work, she's like, like, oh, they're all they're freaking they're smoking, smoking pot. pot. They're all she's smoking pot. <laughs> Truth. Okay, get well, move all right. on. All right, let's move on. This is like live intervention. Mom is mom's favorite <gasps> show. Intervention is my favorite, favorite show. show. I'm obsessed. Okay, so okay. At, like Taylor is obsessed with the mafia. Obsessed. Right? I mean, you. How many times have you watched Sopranos over and 150 over? 150 times every episode. That's me with intervention. Although it's so scary, sometimes I have to cover my eyes. What about I the one that went like this? It feels like I'm walking on sunshine. <laughs> Do you remember what her drug of choice was? Yeah, what? she was a huffer. Yeah, she she was addicted to keyboard cleaner dust yeah it feels like i'm walking on sunshine that was maybe the best episode ever. i was like oh actually geez. oh man yeah she inhaled that stuff yeah in the parking lot just, of, of, uh, of office max i just think uh, mom we don't we get it i know all right so <laughs> you're obsessed with the mafia i'm obsessed with drugs intervention like i just watch everything i can get my hands on yes about it okay so Oh my God! So the Wait, most exciting thing. So this is the, the welcome to the story. It's called My Mom the Narc. <laughs> I'm so happy you did what you did because well, I actually don't quite know what she did. So she started telling. We were just outside eating lunch together, and she was telling me the story. She said, "Oh my God, I can't believe I forgot to tell you the story." And I said, "Wait a second. We have two podcasts. Just save it. We were going to talk wedding stuff, but screw it. I'll save that for Dad. So let's talk about. I can't wait. My mom the narc. Okay, so stop talking and let me tell my story. Okay. Okay. So. Ah! 
So I'm in the office one day, and we moved from one office to a new office. Yes. So our address changed. So for like, it's been now since October of 2020. So it's almost been a year, and we're still getting packages forwarded from the old office to the new office from the old address. However, sometimes we get stuff that doesn't even say Dr. Strecker on it or Strecker Eye Center. We're getting things for like from like from Mary Jones, from Pottery Barn, from you know all of these people. Somebody's not paying attention at the post office, right? And then I have to take it back to the Which post office. It's really annoying. There's no place worse than the post office. <laughs> so annoying. So. I come in after being away. I think I was out on a Friday and a Monday. Yeah, because I was here. I come in and there's two packages for me. So I open the first package and it's sheets for a child's bed from the Pottery Barn. And I didn't order them. So I peel off the label that says forwarded to Strecker Eye Center. And it's for like Mary Smith. Don't say real names. Okay, it wasn't. Okay. I'm like, these aren't for me, and now I have to take them to the post office. We'll say say this. The address is very close to your former address. That's what we'll say. Yeah, very close, like just a few numbers away. But no Dr. Strecker. I mean, clearly, come on. So the second package I open, this is the one. Yeah, this is the one. So I open the first thing. It's like one of those FedEx envelopes. You get like the hard envelopes that are like a 9 by 11 size. Open it. There's a package inside of it. Open the package inside. There's another package inside. Like Russian dolls. Yeah. Open the third package inside. It's black. It's like a black, not see-through. Open that one. The fifth package, or fourth or fifth package inside. <gasps> what? Looks like hallucinogenic mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> hallucinogenic mushrooms. And I know. Continue. Because I've been watching drug shows my whole life. <laughs> so I come out to the girls in the office. I'm like, oh my God, look what just got delivered. Oh my God. <laughs> so what do you think these are? Do you think that they are like... Are these like shrooms? <laughs> I'm fucking dead. I'm sorry. I knew I said it was the F word. word. You just said the F word. I did not. Hot. I did not. You got so worked up you did. Uh, I, didn't I say thought it. you did. Okay. I said, no, I didn't. Okay. I wouldn't dare. Continue. Okay. So I <laughs> I go out to my sister works with me and she knows my obsession. Obsession. With all this stuff. Clearly. And she laughs at me all the time. By the way, she's obsessed with serial killers. So we all have our thing. We all have our thing. Drugs happens to be mom. Happens to be me. So I said, oh my God, what do you think these are? And she's like, oh, those look like drugs. So I said, yeah, they were like in five, wrapped up five packages to kind of disguise the scent and the everything. So I said, Google it. So we Googled them. As soon as we Googled it, they came right up. Exact, exactly looked exactly like what I opened. So I said, oh, my God, I have to take these to the police station. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it. I knew it. I think I might have said the the back to the, no, I didn't. I I, I thought maybe I said the post office. But anyway, we decided they had to go to the police station. Right. So I said, I'm going to get in the car and I'm going to take these. She said, no, you're not. I said, why? She said, because if you get stopped on the way there by the police, they'll think they're yours. I'm like, oh, my God, you're right. So then she said, I said, okay. Well, and I said, well, if I carried them in there, if I didn't get stopped on the way there, she said, if they have drug sniffing dogs at the police station, the dog will attack you. (laughs) The dog will attack you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, you're right. So I called the police station. 
in our town. And the guy answers the phone, Detective so-and-so. Okay, good. And we start talking, and he says to me, Oh, Mrs. Strucker, I know you. I was in Paige's class. No. <laughs> My little sister, for anybody who doesn't know. So he was in school with Paige. Yeah. So oh I, I, now I have an instant friend, so I start talking to him about it. A bunch of narcs hanging out with all each other. The narcs. Narking on all the fun. <laughs> Working together to solve the crime. So I said to him, okay, I'm going to, what should I do? Should you come pick them up for me? And he said, no, because these were delivered to you in your new town. You have to call the police in that town, and we will work in tandem to solve the crime. Oh, wow. This is like my moment. So you called the other police department. So I called the other police department. So basically now you're a detective. Yeah, and and I'm involved, and I told him the story, and and he says to me, yes, you're absolutely right. Those are are hallucinogenic mushrooms. So... (laughs) hallucinogenic mushrooms i can't with the phrase he says so i'm coming over i'll come over what's your address give my address he said okay i have to take a statement from you i said oh no wait a minute wait a minute i do not want my name on this i do not want to be involved i just want to talk about my daughter's nationally available podcast (laughs) i said what if the person they were intended for yes comes looking for me well that's what i'm thinking as i'm telling the story right now Right. I mean, no, no, leave me out of this. So he started to laugh and he came over and he took them from me. He said, I will be working with detective so-and-so from the other police department. We will work together to solve this crime. Okay. So So, he takes them away. Yeah. Okay. So then I go and I take the sheets to the post office and I say, listen, you don't know what I've just been through because of your incompetence at the post office. Please. You involved me in a drug ring. I did. I said, (laughs) would you please get this thing straightened out? Because he said, I am so sorry. I was on vacation last week. The guy that was doing my job obviously did a terrible job. He never should have forwarded. I never would have forwarded these things to you. They don't even have your name on them. They have other people's names on them. So he told me that he would clear it up, and we haven't received anything since. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Relief Band. Are you feeling nauseous on your commute right now? Ugh, those trains, the subways, the bumper-to-bumper traffic. Is it making you sick to your stomach? Because it's definitely making me sick to my stomach. I used to be great on the subway, and now I get so motion sick. I'm always terrible in cars, and forget it. Boats, I mean, it's like I can't even go on them, which really stinks because, you know, I'm getting married, like, tomorrow. And there's been a lot of activity, a lot of in the car, a lot of traveling on the subway back and forth to the city. And my parents actually have a boat. And so a part of like the wedding festivities is going on a boat. And usually I would be somebody that would have to tap out of that stuff, but not anymore. Thanks to Relief Band. Relief Band is the number one FDA cleared anti-nausea wristband that has been clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness anxiety, migraines, hangovers, I might have those a lot too, morning sickness, chemotherapy, and so much more. The product is 100% drug-free, non-drowsy, and provides all-natural relief with zero side effects for as long as needed. The technology was originally developed over 20 years ago in hospitals to relieve nausea from patients, but now through Relief Band, it's available to the masses. Here's how it works. Relief band stimulates a nerve in the wrists that travels to the part of the brain that controls nausea. So essentially, it blocks a signal your brain is sending to your stomach telling you that you are sick. Relief Band is the only over-the-counter wearable device that has been used in hospitals and oncology clinics to treat nausea and vomiting. 
I honestly can't tell you enough about this product. I am really somebody who suffers a lot from motion sickness. When I was little, always on airplanes. And also, not going to lie, your girl may get hungover from time to time. And it helps a lot with that, too. So I can work a full day after maybe drinking a little bit too much. So as you're getting ready to take that summer road trip, hopping on a boat, or just anxious about heading back into the office, I've got good news. Right now, Relief Band has an exclusive offer just for my listeners, Taste of Taylor listeners. If you go to reliefband.com and use promo code Taylor, you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping and a no questions asked 30-day money-back guarantee. Gotta love that. They know that the product's good, so they're like, yeah, we got you covered. So head to Relief Band, that's R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-D.com and use promo code Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, for 20% off plus free shipping. Reliefband.com and use that promo code Taylor. And now, back to the podcast. I feel like you should have delivered the drugs to the person. What? <laughs> of course you do. Of course you do. I feel like if I knew the name of the person, I'd be like, listen. No. Well, no need to involve the police. It's totally illegal. <laughs> I could be saving this kid's life. From a mushroom? Yes. Because of the, when he was hallucinating, he could have walked out into the street, got hit by You a know car. what could have happened when he was losing? He could have pulled up a chair, got on the table, and walked off the edge. Exactly. And if his parents weren't there to Just catch him, like he would have died. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm a good citizen, and I saved potentially someone's life. <laughs> ah, this is the best story ever. This is the most Bebet moment any of us will ever receive. Okay, there you got it. <laughs> now you know. My mom, the narc. I am. I am. I am not going to let somebody. I narc through and through. I am not going to let somebody. I have one. Why do receive their illegal drugs? <laughs> <laughs> I am not going to let somebody receive their illegal drugs. Exactly. They're illegal. I mean, truly, I, I would be in conundrum. If that happens, it's like, oh, God, what do we do with this? For me, truth, I think. You would have delivered them to the guy and let I him If I like, knew pot or. It wasn't pot. Pot. I'm, I'm listing pot or shrooms. I guess rooms. I would have delivered to the person. Oh my God. Have hardcore drugs? I would have called the police. Well, I think those are hardcore drugs. <laughs> they, I mean, they're not, <laughs> not. I mean, but they're not. I feel like shrooms are becoming a lot. I, I hate to break this news to you, but shrooms are becoming a very close cousin to pot, we'll actually. See how bad pot is then? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> People are doing this thing called microdosing with shrooms. And so, Why well, the good news do that. Why? Well, I don't know, mom. People did get to a spiritual level. Okay, I'm not sure. I'll tell you one of the reasons I'm so obsessed with drugs. Okay. Here's another reason. I know kids in Fort Lauderdale. I know. I remember, mom. No, he told okay, me a story. No, he took no. acid and he turned to an orange juice bottle for his whole life. No. <laughs> <laughs> he took acid and he ended up in an institution for the rest of his life. As an orange juice bottle. Well, I don't That's know literally what, he, what you told me. I, well, I don't remember you what he turned go, into. You made me read Go Ask Alice. Yes, I did. I remember that. And there was always a word in the book said, son off a bitch, but it was son of a bitch, but I didn't understand that <laughs> because I never heard it and I did not learn how to read phonetically. All right, I'm going to just wrap this podcast up with this story. Okay. I remember my mom um, said, this is, she, she came home one day and she's like, oh, I just heard the cool story from one of our patients parenting goals i'm like what and she was like so there's always parties in this town our town is very small very safe so the cops spend a lot of time and like money on buying like infrared freaking goggles to break up parties in the woods okay all they have to do here like literally no there's no crime so basically (laughs) 
there was like a house party. The cops found out they went to bring it up because like, of course, that's what they're doing on the weekends. And a bunch of kids got away. And so there was this family in town, very wealthy, successful family down oh, over there, right over there. Yep, I know. And the son ended up going to Harvard. So this only v- like validated mom's point like that. Yeah, this is the way you raise kids. So... <laughs> This son was at the party. He got away from the cops. He went home, was hanging out with his friends. The dad somehow found out that he was at the party. And the next day, he read about it like in the newspaper. And the next day, he said to his son, were you at this party? He said, yeah, yeah, but I got away. The next day, he brought him to the police station, station and, turned him in. and said, you yes. missed one. He said, this one got away. And he turned him in. Yeah. And you love that story. I do love that story. <laughs> I do. It teaches the kid a good lesson. I guess so. Poor Taylor. She was raised by a narc. (laughs) (laughs) Such a tough mom. Mom, that is the best story. I was so easy on you. I'm sorry. Oh, that part two to be continued. Okay. So easy on me. I think I was. Oh, my God. You know what? We'll agree to disagree. I'm happy the way I turned out. Yeah, me too. So great. You could have been in really bad shape by now if I hadn't intervened. <laughs> or maybe I, you raised me so well that I would have actually done it on my own. You would have. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I mean that. Look at that. You, you admit you it. You were so much easier on Zach than me. As soon as you got rid of the bad boyfriend, I wasn't worried anymore. Poof, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> and she's a good influence too. Isn't she her. the best? Yeah, you're great. I know. Each other. Oh, you are. Thanks, Nark. Yes, <laughs> you're welcome. Mom, thank just you. don't do drugs around me. <laughs> call the cops on me. So you know you will call the cops on me. If I am literally, if I have like, if, if I'm like in my 30s or 40s, I am my 30s. What am I talking about? I'd Smoking a joint, mom I'd would literally call the, call the cops on me. I would. So, yeah. <laughs> well, luckily it's illegal in Massachusetts. Is it still? Yeah, mom. There's dispensaries everywhere. You know what somebody who works for us said? What? She was driving to work the other morning and she looked over to the left and a guy was smoking a bong. A doobie. No. A bong. A bong. She said a bong and he had his windows down and the smoke was billowing out the windows and she said all the cars around, they all looked at each other like, what? That's not legal. That's not legal. Exactly. That's like drinking a keg while driving. I know. The equivalent, literally. You know, no, that's like doing a keg stand while driving. Now that pot's legal. The see? The world's see? coming to. Bong rips in the car on the way to work. No Bomb. wonder. No Bomb wonder. Rips. You just no. taught me a new term. Bong rips. Bong rips. No wonder your packages are getting screwed up at the post office. Look it. He's driving to the post office smoking a go. doobie. There you go. <laughs> See, fault. They make all kinds of dumb mistakes when they're under the influence. Oh, Mom, I love you so much. You too. Thank you for telling that wonderful story. Welcome. You guys, uh, that is it for us this week on Taste of Taylor. Um, next week, I'm having my dad on to uh, literally be Steve. Um, what's his name? Uh, father of the bride. Father of the bride. What's his name? Steve Martin. Ah, Steve Martin, George Banks is my father. Totally. So we'll have a very uncomfortable conversation about the wedding. That's for sure. And then uh, the following week, so a couple weeks after the actual wedding, we're going to be myself and my wife doing a podcast together. But yeah, so thank you guys for joining us this week, Mom. Thank you for joining me. You're welcome. I loved it. I know. I think I think Babsy could be a regular co-host on Taste laugh. of Taylor. You make me laugh. You make so me hard. laugh so hard. You kill me. You kill me. Uh, you guys, that's <laughs> it for us this week. Have a great week, and we'll be back next week with another new podcast. Until then, bye, girl. Bye, bye, girl. Bye.